Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Palm, Tanner Lipset, Tony Ursland, uh, the coach, the man, the myth, and the the legend. We'll get to those legendary statistics here in a little bit. Legend in his own mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, guys, we got a lot to talk about this weekend. We're going to talk about uh, uh, a really exciting Monday night that you guys had at the national title game. Uh, that story took a turn for me when you started telling me, and, and, <laughs> and I'm sure our, our listeners and viewers will appreciate that. That's going to be a little bit later on. First, big weekend on the road um, at Nebraska, at Iowa. Heck of a road trip, uh, a, a daunting road trip, a little fly-bus combo action um, Crazy. across, across yeah. the Central Plains in early January. I mean, that is hell on earth for a lot of people uh that that trip itself um but i'm one of those people <laughs> but it started off uh, about as good as it could a big win friday night at nebraska let's let's dig right in we'll start right there coach uh good to be back yep. in the old stomping grounds and, and get the victory yeah you know um you know fun weekend just from the perspective of two places that you know had big impact on me both as a coach and as a wrestler so so that was fun you know got a chance to see a lot of uh you know longtime friends and and things like that too so that so that was awesome um from a competition standpoint man right um starting off with two top 10 teams you know so we're, we're long road trip both, you know, both on the road, Friday, Sunday, which is rare, right? You don't do too many of those, usually no. one and on the road for one. So it was a long road trip. And boy, was it cold. I mean, when we stepped off oh. the plane in Omaha, it, it was it was frigid, boys. Uh, I haven't felt it that cold in a long time. So it was like four degrees or something like that. Yeah, I mean, brutal, like, brutal. It just right in the face. Like we went were right like, through you. But um, but no, the Good, good dual meet uh, on Friday night. We looked good. We capitalized on a lot of situations. We won a lot of tough situations and made matches go our way. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's the best thing I can say. Yeah, we had a couple guys out. You know what I mean? Uh, Kendall Coleman and a few other guys didn't wrestle. Yeah. And they didn't. And Nebraska was likewise just a little bit light uh, at a couple of weights. But what really swung the duel, just from a total perspective to us, um, Garrett Nyenhouse had that really big win over, over Labriola out scrambled them, you know, in the third, that's one of those key situations, right? Labriola's in on the leg and we create a scramble and end up winning the scramble to, uh, to close the match out. And then Max Lyon, who's been right there with Vens. I mean, he's, he's wrestled Vens very tough every time they've wrestled. So you, you go in knowing you can win the match. I know Max, you know, wouldn't expected it. But but really did a great job controlling that match all the way through, and, and those two big wins really stand out, you know, in in, in terms of us kind of cinching the duel. But when you go five and five, I guess the, the other thing I'll mention is bonus points really really did you know were key for us. Evan starting us off with the tech, uh, Parker had bonus points as well, right? So so bonus points were big. And then even where you save bonus points, and I and I told Trey this, you know, he's a young guy going through a tough stretch right now, right? As far as wins and losses go, you know, he's ha he's having a tough stretch as a young kid in the lineup for us. But man, he didn't give up any bonus to a, to a quality kid yeah. uh, in Ridge Lovett. So so that fight, when you look at all of those things combined, helped help um, you know get us a, a very big dual win over a top ten team. And Ridge Love, it's a pinner too. Like that's yes. a dude, he was he was going for the kill for 
seven straight minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and Trey did a great job, you know, and in addition to like, you know, in addition to not going to his back, um, you know, didn't get called for stalling, like was working, was trying to get up, was, was, yep. you know, was really fighting, uh, you know, the whole way. And so, yeah. Um, it really and was, I was proud of the fight of the, the entire team that night, right? Even in matches where we came out on the, uh, the short end of the stick, like the fight in general was, was really good. We just, you know, probably made some tactical mistakes and, and that's what you want. We can fix uh technique and, and maybe a tactical decision we made here or there, but the fight was good. And I just point out Cruzy because from a ranking standpoint and how dangerous um, you know, Nebraska is at 49 uh, in particular. I thought he did a good job holding it down to a decision just because he fought his tail off for us. Absolutely. Um, let's dig in a little bit more on, uh, on Garrett's win. Uh, you know, uh, Labriola is a guy who has had fits against Purdue at 174 for the last few years. Indeed. Yeah. Lighty, Lighty had a good record. Uh, Lighty had his number. Yeah. Down the stretch. Um, and uh, now he comes out and, and wrestles wrestles Garrett and uh, and comes out on the wrong end. And the thing that I want to kind of point out is, is, you know, you see a lot of these upsets where um, a guy catches a six point move early or something like that. You know, he the they catch a you know they they catch a scramble or they you know something something happens where they have a big move that leads to an upset. And that was not the case in this match. Garrett went out and got the first takedown, um, you know, created action, held good position, you know, didn't get called for stalling. Um, you know, yep. he, he went head to head with the number three kid in the country and, and beat him, beat him straight you know, up. You know, and I think that's, uh, he's learning how to be successful, you know, at this level. And I know last year he competed for us, right. Um, but man, it was such a shortened season and, and with COVID and all those things we've always talked about, right. Ad nauseum, you know, he's still a young guy, right. He's still, he's still working on things. Right. And as a young man, you know, there's some of that lack of consistency in what you have to do to be successful. And I think he's figuring some things out and certainly this will keep him excited that, yeah, I'm seeing results. And, and if I do these things, come out, get aggressive on my shots fight hard for every point, stay active, not, not get on my heels and get worn for stalling or let the other guy control the ties. You know, those are ways that he can, he can still be successful at a high level. So, you know, I still, um, um, I'm excited and encouraged that he's seeing growth and development as we move through this year. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit, and, and obviously that's going to mean, I think that's going to mean quite a bit when it comes time for, for big 10 championships and, and national championships, when you look at, seedings and bracket placement and all that stuff that, uh, that that's coming down the road. So uh, hats off to Garrett on a really nice win. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about Max already and, and his history with Vins. He lost a lot of tight matches, um, but, but got over the hump, you know, and picked up a, picked up a top 10 win on the road. That was obviously, you know, key in, in winning the duel for us in a, what ended up being a three point duel. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Again, you always talk about development. Um, and for me, there's a couple other things that we've been working on with him. You know, he hadn't competed uh, since, um, what, December 19th? Yep. So we, we've kind of been working on some technical things with him that that we thought would help him against some of these better guys. And again, 
for him to have this kind of a positive result while we're working some things that he needs to trust right in big moments. It, you can work on them all you want in practice, but you got to be able to take them out to in front of the crowd and your opponent. And that takes trust. And so when you get a result like this, that can help build that trust in what you're doing and, and kind of reinforce that in, in your mind about what you're doing and where you're going with it. Um, the other guy who won a tight one that um, would love to talk about is, is Matt Ramos. Mm-hmm. Matt Ramos yeah. uh, got another, you know, he remained on the week. He was our one guy that went 2-0 this weekend. Uh, he remains undefeated, 9-0 and in duels on the season. Uh, keeps finding ways to win. Um, and uh, the takedown he hit at Nebraska was some serious slickness. And uh, our fans' appreciation can be uh, can be observed in the fact that the video of him doing that on Instagram did over 22,000 views over the weekend. And so people uh, people obviously appreciated um, the, the the slickness that he put on that uh, on that throw by. Yeah. No, I think you, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Matt finds ways to win. You know, he, he's a good competitor and uh, he's good about just finding out what he has to do within that match uh, to, to get his hand raised. Um, you know, I'll pick on him a little bit because he does have so many different holds and different ways to win. I'd like to see him continue to open up a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. be a little more aggressive and score a few more points because I think that's going to serve him better as we get down to the end of the year. So I'm probably more talking to Matt right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? As much to our listeners, but um, we'll clip, we'll but, clip that part out and like send it directly to him. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'll see him in practice later today. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it again for the hundredth time, but, but no, he's, he's doing, he's doing great. Right. He just, we want to encourage him to keep trusting what he does at a higher clip, right? Like a higher attack rate. Uh, that's the, the one thing I would say to him is, Hey, Let's make sure we see more of that. Give yourself more chances for more points because he does have some really outstanding stuff. And you're right, you know, that it's flashy. It looks clean. You know what I mean? People love it. And, and I just want to see more of it. I don't, I don't want to feel like he's teasing me, like I'm going to see it once, twice a match, you know, like just let's just put it on a loop and, and see it over and over again. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and let us not forget that, you know, this is a guy who's competing up a weight from his natural his natural weight class, you know, he is, um, he is taking one for the team per se. And, and, uh, and yeah, but I, I think he looks good. Yeah. I he looks good at the weight. I mean, honestly, you, you're not wrong. I mean, he, he, he can go down to 25, but I tell you what he's done right now with his body and where he's at. He, he, he looks, he looks good at the weight, you know? So uh, I, I am happy about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think that he's gone out there and looked small yep. against anybody. I don't, I, there hasn't been any match where I look out there and I'm like, man, our guy's little type of deal. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it definitely gives me pause to think about, you know, God, if he's doing this against guys who are supposed, you know, supposed to be bigger and stronger than him, it's, it's, it, it makes you feel really good about his future. Oh, hundred We We feel really good about his future. Corey, uh, from somebody who was was following along at home and and watching the results come through as we uh, went through that Nebraska match, uh, where where were you at as you as you followed the action? Uh, like all of our fans, I'm sure you know it, it. It was one of those you go into the weekend hoping, hoping that you can you know 
put some good performances together and, and get, get a positive result and, and everything kind of fell into place. I know there was a lot of talk, you know, from, uh, from the big red nation that, uh, you know, their lineup was short. That's why they, that's why they came up short. They, they looked over the fact that ours was too, uh, you know, both teams were short a couple starters and, uh, fact of the matter is they still had what four top 10 guys in in the last four weights and uh and we came out on top it was just it was great to see that fight great to see those upsets uh i've watched that nine house scramble a dozen times i'll watch it a dozen more while i'm while i'm doing this edit here today uh but but you know it's exciting it's good stuff and it it really caught a lot of attention nationally that uh that performance friday night yeah, if you look, guys, I mean, right, like, this is why I pointed out what I did is we didn't win the duel because we beat their non-starters. Right. We beat two guys of theirs that one was top five and one was top ten. That's where the duel win took place. So, I mean, that's that's my point uh, to our team and to our, you know, our guys. Like, you know, yeah, we had a few guys out there too, but you didn't win the duel because you beat those. You beat you beat two guys that were three and whatever then's was top yeah. former All-American. To win that duel. That's where you won the duel. So that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Clearly I feel kind of strongly about that. Um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you were kicking their dogs or something, you right. know, uh, you know, we took two guys that were pretty good and, and, and got our hand raised. So, so uh, we feel good about that. As we should um, transitioning uh, Sunday, went back to uh, your alma mater, had a not so great result against the Hawkeyes, but um you know, hopefully came out and, and learned some things and, and have us ready for uh, these last six Big Ten duels. Yeah, it's um, – yeah. So it's funny, two sides of the coin that we've always said, um, you, you ride that high, and I felt like we were a little, little lethargic, you know what I mean, on Sunday. Um, but – I don't know. The Big Ten season is going to disappear, and you got to be ready every time, right? You, like you imagine, we're through this weekend, and now there's six duels left. I'm telling you, it's going to it's going to disappear in the blink of an eye, yep. and you got to create. Everyone's got to be got to have that sense of urgency, and you got to be ready under any circumstance. You know what I mean? And so, um, for me, you know, the Iowa duel was 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 disappointing, obviously in terms of the results, but. I'm pretty encouraged in, by the fact that uh, those are things you can flip. You know, it, they didn't get away from us because, you know, we weren't ready to handle pace or do certain things. You know what I mean, we, we let a couple key situations turn the tide on some very tough matches for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the middle where we had some guys out, those things went against us pretty hard. Um, but we feel good. Like Kendall Coleman in there, you know, he's going to be fine. You know um, um, you feel like, Devin makes some adjustments. You're, you're fine. Uh, uh, Parker was right there close with, uh, you know, with, with Ironman. And then um, clearly Max Lyon and, uh, and Panola were very competitive with, with their guys. So it's situational wrestling. It's how did you give up the points? Where were they scored? Those were big. Um, Gary saw a lack of consistency, right? Like that's where I'm really at. And I, and I talk about them being young and that's probably why is, one night we wrestled a very quality opponent, tough. We were in position and stingy with our points and managed situations much better. And then the next night, boy, we gave away 
a four point move. And you saw how quickly after that it went against us. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the floodgates opened and he gave up a barrage of points. Oh, and and that's, you know, that's being, that's being young and inconsistent um, where he let somebody break a match wide open for him. And he he looks like mentally he got lost for a little bit, you know, like he just wasn't in the moment like he should have been. So, you know, while, while Sunday was very disappointing, you know, and we all got to, you know, you know, take that and, 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 and it's on us to fix it, know that it can be fixed, right? Like there's things that you can flip it. And you can, you can, there's ways you can make it yours. You know, uh, I remember I had a teammate, Jesse Whitmer, who actually won a national title uh, at 118 pounds, who got tech fall by a Michigan state guy. And then we saw that guy, he rather, he saw that guy at the national championships after being tech falled in the duel and, and found a way to win the, win the match. And I believe it was at quarters at, at nationals, just by how he cleaned up some positions, how he wrestled the match you know, and, and, and kind of how he won some key positions that brought the match his way. And he stayed away from what, what the, the Michigan state wrestler wanted to do. So those things are fixable. You got to understand that it's only a match, you know, uh, what happened here in January doesn't have to, to happen in, in March. Um, so you got to keep perspective on it. And I hope that's what the team's really doing is that you're keeping perspective uh, on it. Um, but you also are smart enough to know we got to fix some things. You know, we got to go, we got to really go to work on, on, on where we got beat and, and, and hammer that out. Absolutely. Um, you brought up Parker Phileas, um, lost a seven, six decision to second ranked, uh, you know, 2021 national runner up big 10 champion, uh, Jaden Ironman, um, gave up an early takedown and, uh, the ride time proved to be the difference in the end. But uh, really pushed late uh, to to close the gap. Got a reversal in the second period. Almost put Ironman on his back. That was a uh, that was an exciting sequence. Mm-hmm. And then yep. uh, and then just kind of ran out of time in the third period. He was he was chasing down. He got one takedown and was was very close to securing a second one as time expired. And um, yeah, ran out of seven minutes. wasn't long enough, unfortunately. Now I just ran out of time, right? The old adage, he didn't get beat. He just ran out of time. I really felt like that was, that was right. Probably a correct statement for Parker's match. Um, I was disappointed uh, that we didn't see another stall call because I do, I felt like we worked our tail off yeah. those last two minutes to score. And it was our intention to wrestle for points. And he, he had kind of put on the brakes a little bit. And so I was, I was disappointed that we didn't, we weren't able to get another call. Not that you should expect it, you know, I, I, you're in Carver, you know, 15,000 people or whatever the crowd was. So, so you kind of understand where that's coming from, but you know, I thought it would have been appropriate, you know, for our guy and, and let's see if we can get more time, right. See if we can get that two minutes uh, of overtime to make it go our way. So um, no, Parker competed hard. He competed well. Again, he's got to take ownership for a few of the positions that he lost but man, he, he, he fought himself into that match and gave himself every opportunity to, to get it done. I was, uh, I was um, talking with a couple guys yesterday about, about that match actually. And, and, uh, he, he was kind of in a, kind of in a no man's land situation there, you know, halfway through the third, he needed to, to, you know, grind on top to try and get that riding time down. Um, but also his offense, you know, Parker's offense looked really good and, and effective. So, what the decision? I don't know if 
if Iron Man straight escaped or if Parker kind of caught him, I couldn't really tell. Um, yeah. Is that decision, first of all, what was, you know, what happened there? Did he, did he cut him or did, did, did Iron Man escape? And, and secondly, in a situation like that, is that choice coming from uh, the man on the mat or is it, is, is that something you call from the corner? Well, so, I mean, I'll, I'll waffle on it for you and I'll say it can be both, right? Like, I mean, the guy out there wrestling has got to win the match. You know I mean? This is a sport where we work our tail off uh, all week long so that when you pat them on the butt and send them out, man, the match is in their hands, yep. you know? And then all our guys know that like, it's your match and they're going to make the decisions you're by and large to win the match. Now, clearly if we, if we see something or something's going on, we'll, we'll throw what we, what we want to do. Um, I think in that instance, Parker wanted to see where he was going to go from the top position because Parker's got turns. Parker can roll through tilt. Parker can ride. You know, if, if he had the opportunity to really get Ironman down flat and he had him locked down, you know, I think Parker's like, okay, I'm going to run riding time down off the clock. You know what I mean? And then see what I can do on my feet or even try to turn. Yeah. I think when you saw Ironman coming up and fighting hands, you know, after Parker tried to ride him for, for a bit, Parker made the decision, okay, hey, um, now I need to kick him. I'm not going right. to run the clock down and give myself enough time to score like I wanted. So it can be a bit of both, you know, and, and then there's sometimes, you know, we, we feel even stronger about it. Like if I feel like, man, we're really rolling this kid on his feet, we might say, hey, Parker, we got we to cut, you know, there we got to cut him and, and let's, let's go to work on our feet. So it's never just a, a hard answer. There might be times you test the waters and say, okay, maybe I can ride him out here and finish this on top and, and get it to OT that way or something. But you get a sense, right. As, as you know, the clock ticks, like he's moving, he's coming up, he's got hand control. Okay. Let's get to our feet. And let's, let's, let's go there. So the thing about that, the longer you chase, if, if the guy still does get out, you're just, you're leaving yourself super short time to get anything done. So, I mean, it, not being yeah. critical at all, just curious about that, that process. Yeah. And the other thing to take into consideration is Parker had a, Parker did have a stall warning from the first period. Okay. That's that, um, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're trying to hold the guy down, if you, if you don't have that stall warning and you can really stall on top and just cling, okay. you know, but another warning would have uh, yeah. thrown a point on the board fireman and kind of left us in, in limbo as well. So there was that to, to take into consideration as well. Yep. No, it's, it, and uh, you know, I, I, Hindsight, as we sit here, we're talking about can always be 2020. Um, you just tell the guys you got to You got to give yourself your best chance to win. So you got to go where you want to go with it. You know, um, if you believe feet, then we're going to cut and we're going to go there. If, if mm -hmm. I'm committed, ride. I, I need you committed to lift, to return, to stay stingy on top, you know, and, and, and believe and commit to what you're doing there. So it, it, it just changes situation to situation. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I laugh. This is. Um, you think of, I, I view it as like analytics in football. You know how some guys just use a computer to make a decision, right? Like, oh, the computer says go for it you know, that's of situations. But, you know, does the computer know that the wind's blowing like hell that day and it's frozen and that your two best linemen just went out and they're on the sideline because their knees hurt? Like maybe, maybe you shouldn't go for it. You know what I mean? Maybe you couldn't run the ball all day. Maybe your two best linemen are sitting on the side and, and even though you're, the computer says do it, you maybe shouldn't do it. You know, and then that's how I look at this, right? Is you got to make decisions about where the match is. Mm -hmm. So 
that's why I can't give you like, yeah, every time we would do yeah. this yeah. and it's the tone of the match and what's going on and where they've been for the last six minutes or something like that, that helps guide your, your decisions on those things. So taking the results of the weekend, um, they resulted in a uh, pretty interesting uh, bit of news yesterday. Purdue jumped to from 15 to number 12 in the latest uh, National Wrestling Coaches Association poll uh, for duels. And uh, it marks our highest team ranking since the 1998-99 season. Um, and uh, it, it's really a nice step for the program and in a testament to the, uh, to the progress that we've been making overall. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. Right. I mean, the, those kids uh, earned a tough dual meet win on, uh, on, on Friday and they've had a, a good solid, you know, season. So right? getting to seven, two against some, some good teams and some good competition. So it is, it's, those kids have, have earned that. Um, it's, it's kind of, rungs on the ladder if you will right like we're we're in the middle of that climb and so you use it as a tool to kind of see where your progress is at it's certainly not the end all be all right I, you know my distrust of rankings it's somebody's opinion yes. but but it is uh, indicative it's showing progress and, and that's how we want to treat it like hey we're seeing some results we're earning some good things you know use that to kind of fuel the fire I guess instead of always being on the negative, you got to look forward to some positive too. Uh, I mean, you know, as a coach, I get guilty of that a lot. I can get stuck just on every negative that happened on the weekend or Iowa that you finished. It's easy to get bogged down in that and, and not be happy at all. And that'd be the first, furthest thing that I want for our guys is, you know, keep perspective on it. We got to own the loss. You know I mean? You got to own that. That happened. And it's on us to correct, but man, it's just, it's just part of the climb to where you're going. And if you treat it as such uh, and use it as a, as an opportunity to learn experience, you'll be good. And that's how I want to look at it, at this as well as, you know, it's just indicative of some good things going on. Be excited about it and appreciate it, but move forward. Yep. In fact, Vega had to call you out yesterday in our, uh, in our staff <laughs> meeting. You were, you were bringing the energy down. You were, you were, you were being a little, little negative Nancy. And we needed, we needed a little, we needed you to flip the switch a little bit. Yeah, no, I, and that's true. Right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's a hundred percent true. Again, you know, as a coach, I guess I'm looking always at what we have to do better. And if that's the only thing you're doing, you're not seeing the positive. Right. And you got to see the, you got to see the positive, man. Like you've got to continue to want to fight to grow and to build. Uh, to where you're going and, and the positive will get you there. It can't just be, damn it. We didn't do this. Well, we didn't do this. Well, we didn't do that. You know, there's a lot of things we did well, you know, there's a lot of things we did well, you know, even like we talk about Parker, even in a loss, there's a lot of things that he did well, and you still got to focus on those things and then be uh, smart enough to correct a few of the, the things that you know, will make a difference for you at the end of the year. So I a hundred percent, Appreciate Vega being like, hey, man, <laughs> lighten, lighten up. You know, <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing for all of us to hear. You got me a little bit on that one. So to add a little bit more context to this, just so people understand, um, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, over the last um, four seasons, we have now been ranked in the top 15 in the country 17 times. Um, 
getting as high as number 13 in 2018-19 and 2019-20. Um, you know, this comes on the heels of cracking the top 15 just twice over the previous 14 seasons. So when you look at it from that context and you look at the fact that like, you know, it's, it, it's not just like a flash in the pan, like we had one big win and we're jumping up to this mark. Right. We have been kind of flirting in this range multiple times over the past four seasons. So when you identify that progress and you talk about a program kind of trending in the right direction, that's what we're starting to see here. That's what we're starting to, um, you know, you, some of the quotes we put yesterday in our social media posts is, is setting a new standard. You know, setting new, setting new. That's levels. what you put in there. Yeah. You don't have to say we. Just say that's what I put in there. Yeah, it's fine. That's okay. Yeah, I don't always like to know. Yeah, I don't always like to put a face with the person that's like behind the keys. You know what I mean? It's the program. Yep. Yeah, like, did I type the words? Sure, but I'm speaking for all of us. <laughs> it's the royal we. It's the royal. Yes, royal <laughs> we, man. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's showing some sustained stuff. You know, we've now been ranked in 31 straight polls, 62 of the last 64. Um, it's a, it's starting to become an expectation and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's the key word, right? Expectation, right? Expectation for success, expectation for uh, reaching your goals. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's a good piece of the puzzle that seeds, mm-hmm in my opinion, a lot of uh, great things. Like you got to expect to succeed and to do it. And I do, I think, I think uh, the, the kids in the group that we've, we've got here expect as I know our staff does. And so, uh, you know, that, that's exciting. That's, you know, I, you'd hate to be at a place where there is no expectation for success and no focus and no fight and no will, you know, and you're beat before you even walk into a gym. And that's definitely not the case. Our kids expect to win and expect to, perform and and that in my opinion is necessary uh and and precedes you know the the great things that come down the road after Mm -hmm. Corey, do you ever feel like when we try to get urslan to talk about rankings it's a little like pulling teeth like it's a trip to the dentist (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm sorry i apologize it's okay it's okay but Um, it's a good thing hey i will acknowledge this it's a good thing those kids are doing some good things and this is, you know, shows them, hey, you know, the, the hard work and the good things they're doing, the life they're living and how they're competing is paying off. That's how I use it. You know, that seriously, like I, I, I don't want to downplay it because I don't be, you know, believe in it. I, I do. But, you know, we're in the middle of the season mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about Michigan State here soon. So I don't want to get distracted by a number. You know, I want I want to enjoy it. And hey. Nice job. Use it to fuel the fire moving forward. Right, like get back to work. Use it, yeah. Fuel the fire. Feel good about what you're doing, and let's move forward. You know, uh, harder. Yep. Finishing up on rankings a little bit. Um, at this point in the season, we've now had eight of our ten starters earn some sort of national recognition from from one of the polls. Um, one of the things, and this is bucking a trend a little bit for us historically. Um, there's a couple different sites that do like computer generated rankings. They throw, you know, records and strength of schedule and they throw a bunch of stuff into their computer. They don't actually subjectively rank. They put their data in that they feel is important and it spits it out. Um, Historically, at least, you know, in the past few years, as I've been paying closer attention to it, 
um, the computer rankings haven't always been kind to us. Mm-hmm. And right now they're being very kind to us. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I don't know what that means per se, yep. um, but it's, it's definitely an interesting observation in the fact that, you know, our guys have done well. Um, they've placed in tournaments. They've, they've, you know, got a variety of, of quality wins across some various weight classes. And um, yep. it'll be very interesting to see how we progress over the last six duels and what that means um, when it comes time for things like national coaches rankings, RPI, qualifying spots, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, just from a, like a, a sheer data kind of a deal, it does represent that um, they're acknowledging we wrestle a good schedule against quality opponents. And that reflects positive, positively on us because I will, we do have a, a few guys that um, are pretty good. Uh, their records, you know, aren't as sparkly as say some other guys and, you know, other conferences that haven't wrestled near the competition we have. Right. So from a, just a straight record standpoint, maybe it isn't going to pop out, but we've done the battles. So when you talk about, you know, who you've competed against and how that factors into an RPI or, you know, where you rank amongst the nation, I think that's where that that's, you know, indicative of that. Right. I mean, you look, we've wrestled, We've wrestled. Uh, what's what's Iowa State just above us in the polls now? At eleven, yeah, they're eleven. Now, Iowa State's eleven. We've wrestled Iowa, who's two two. We wrestled Nebraska, who at the time was nine or eight or whatever. Like, you know, and then we've wrestled a lot of other good people in duels, right? Um, that have had good individuals. Plus, been to Vegas. You know, like that, that's that's good competition. Yeah. For me, I believe though that pays off at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I think that's that being in those battles has you ready for March. You know, that's what I believe. And so, um, you know, I think that's what the computer takes into account when they look at strength of schedule, so to speak, like who, who have you actually competed against versus just a, a coach's rank where maybe they look at a record and they see this kid was uh, 14 and two. And, you know, one of our guys is 11 and five, let's say, you know, but, but, you know, four of our five losses are to guys in the top 10, you know? So. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, uh, it'll be very, and we'll continue to follow it as we, as we get closer to the end of the year, you know, as we've been sitting on this, uh, I've been sitting and recording here, just got an email from the NCAA that said the first, uh, the first coaches ranking is set for um, a week from tomorrow, Thursday, January 20th. That will, uh, that will come out. And so, um, and then we're, you know, a few weeks later, February 10th is when we'll see the first RPI. So, um, yep. some of those things are, they're, they're coming here pretty fast and, and we'll have to keep an eye on those as they come out. And we, we, you know, get towards the postseason. So, yep. and I think um, most people probably realize RPI is one of the prongs, right. Of the, of the qualification process for nationals. And so when we're talking about it, that takes, you know, you know, your strength of schedule, right? Uh, who you faced individually into account because every wrestler has their own RPI. So win percentage, RPI, coaches rank, those all factor heavily in. And that's why we want a strong RPI going into the end of the year. For sure. Um, well, another opportunity to add to that RPI this weekend, um, we host our first Big Ten duel Saturday, 7 p.m. Holloway Gymnasium uh, against the Michigan State Spartans. And, uh, you know, they're another program that has been on the come up in the, in the Big Ten. 
Uh, yep. They, uh, you know, have four ranked starters. Um, and uh, Roger Chandler's done a really solid job bringing them along. Yeah, no, another quality opponent, uh, as you always say, and it's true, never night off in the Big Ten. Be, be ready, you know, be ready. So we will make sure that uh, that we're, we're focused and ready to go on Saturday night. Be really fun to be in the friendly confines of Holloway, um, especially, like I said, after that four-day road trip, you know, half or most of which took place on a bus, right, you know, driving back from, from Lincoln, Nebraska to West Lafayette. So, I'm really looking forward to just being staying put as that is our only duel this weekend and really enjoying kind of that, that opportunity. Um, a few guys to mention in the, in the Spartan lineup, uh, Rayvon Foley making the move up from 25 to 33. Um, Matt Ramos uh, should get a shot at him coming this weekend. Um, you know, potentially a solid matchup at 57 between Kendall Coleman and Chase Salvate, who, who split yep. matches last year, um, both really, really tightly contested. Mm-hmm. Um, 84, uh, Lane Malcheski, who uh, yep. Max beat last year in the duel, but uh, is, is, you know, has been ranked as high as yep. in the top 10. Um, yep. and, and Cameron Caffey, who is, you know, an electric wrestler, everybody, you know, he's a, he's a fan favorite um, just because, a lot of big moves, a lot of a lot of cool scrambling techniques, and and so on. And has great hair, has has amazing. <laughs> hair. He's also and in like his I think, yeah. Year. That you had to mention the hair. Oh man, it's awesome. And he's isn't he in? He has a really impressive major as well. If I if I'm not if I'm not incorrect, I don't I don't remember exactly what it is, but um, he is he's supposed to he's very impressive academically as well. Uh, computer engineering, according to. Yeah. Uh, MSU Spartans.com. Okay. That's I, I don't study the majors of our opponents, so I, I, I can't tell you. That's why, we, it, though, Corey. that's why we looked it up and, and, and brought it up <laughs> brought it to your attention. There you go. He's an impressive, he's an impressive young man. Yes. Yep. Seems seems like a good kid. Um, we're gonna do everything we can to beat him. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. It's we'll throw be a all great that out. Yes, we'll throw all that out and let Thomas, you know, let Thomas do his thing. It was a great match last year. Didn't go our way, but um, yeah. I think it's one that, you know, Tom could definitely flip if, if you know, he makes some of those adjustments sure, and sure. Uh, and does his thing. Absolutely. No, I did. You just brought up four four very capable guys. You know, it, it'll be a fun duel. It'll be an interesting fun duel. Again, I think the team who wins the tough points uh and the tight matches and makes it go their way are the ones who are going to grab a hold of the duel and, and get it done as it always is right against quality teams for sure uh michigan state one spot outside of the top 25 in the latest poll there are a few votes short of that number 25 spot um opened their big 10 season with a 27 14 loss uh to ohio state yep. uh, this past weekend so this will be duel number two for them in the big 10 while it's duel number three for us um, opens up a nice little home stretch for the Boilermakers. We got one home this weekend, two home the next weekend, and then uh, don't even have to leave the state, you know, just go down the road to, to IU for the next one. And so uh, how does, when, when you get a home stretch like this and you get to take some travel out of the equation, um, how does that change your approach to, to training and how you get the guys ready for, for some of these big matches? I just think the fact that you don't have to adjust the conditions on the road, you know, know, kind of puts you at ease a little bit. Right. I mean, 
Uh, we rolled into Iowa on Friday or on Saturday night, let's say, and we're working out in their room and you don't necessarily have access to the scale right then that you're weighing in on, right? Like you don't have everything all the time, right? Um, because you're on the road. And so just the fact that you're at home and you know the temperature of the room and where your weight needs to be and we're going to have our shake out at 10 a.m., you know, it, it just that routine, I think, is a good thing. Now, you know, I, I got to talk out of both sides of my mouth because you train your guys to accept whatever conditions come down the road. Right. You cannot be so rigid that I have to have this to have success. Right. Like you might be on the road and you're in a cold gym and you got to get a little weight off before you weigh in. You can't let that totally pull you out of your game plan. You know what I mean? So you train to be flexible in your mind to adjust to conditions, but knowing that at home, what it's going to be and what to expect and what you're going to have. I think, you know, that's, that's a nice thing, right? That's the home field advantage. So to have that for the next, you know, couple of weeks will be enjoyable for our kids. And as you said, even after that, we, we go to Indiana, you know, on the road, two hours away to finish it up. So January after being on a very tough road trip should be a good chance to get some training in uh, kind of get, you know, get the guys, you know, refocused on some things we need to just work on, right. Cause we don't have to travel. You're not losing travel days, uh, to competing. So we're, we're here and we can really go to work on some of these things we've talked about as far as mistakes. Something nice about being able to sleep in your own bed. That's for, that's for sure. Oh, I loved it, man. When I hit my pillow, uh, late, late on, on Sunday night, it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed the heck out of that. Well, it was a good thing you got a little bit of rest that night because Monday night <laughs> you did not get a lot of rest. No. And, uh, but it was well worth it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was for, for people who don't know what I'm alluding to, for those that don't huh? know what I'm alluding to, uh, Tony and I were fortunate enough to venture down to Lucas Oil Stadium on Monday night and take in the college football playoff national championship game between Georgia and Alabama. And, uh, it was a pretty awesome experience. Yeah, no, it was, listen, it was great, right? It's a national championship game. Uh, so that had its own kind of ambiance or energy, uh, if you will, in Lucas oil. And then I think the thing that you and I both have expressed to many people is the, the people watching of the fans was just absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, you know, I'm hard pressed to tell you which was better. I, you know, it was the football, which was great. And right. The ending was awesome, but boy, watching the people was, was, was almost as good. Yeah, it was, um, it was special. There was, uh, you know, we, we, we saw some very close, uh, close encounters to some fisticuffs between Georgia and Alabama fans and Alabama and Georgia fans and security guards and, and fans of both sides and it, it was uh it was wild yeah yeah we we had one guy get punched in the face and start screaming for security i need a yeah. cop. i need security right now he just hit me and he's pointing to his face i mean it, it got wild we saw women being grabbed by the back of their jeans so they couldn't like lunge at people I, i'm just telling you man it's it got wild. It meant a lot to those people, which you love, right? Like you love a passionate fan base. I, I love that too. But man, you always got that line, right? Like you got a line, you know. It got blurry. Line. There's some people ready to cross the line. Some people that line got that line. That line got <laughs> blurry. <laughs> and of course, 
Tanner and I sit in the game doesn't you know really mean anything to us we're just there for enjoyment purposes so yeah. I'm enjoying play on both sides right like I'm, I'm enjoying linebacker play of the Anderson guy from Bama and then you're still watching you know what what Georgia was doing running the ball or you know their 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 quarterback who kind of really rose to the occasion like I'm enjoying playing both sides but then you had this I don't know this verbal battle or death match between fans yeah, and it was uh, it got heightened by the fact that there was a uh, I don't know a seating attendant is that what you would call? Yeah, yeah, she was a tough lady. Woo, buddy, a tough lady. She, she was out for blood. She was having to like wrangle people all night from standing in the aisles or sitting on the stairs or I mean that she took her job very seriously and imposed her her will on Bama and Georgia fans alike. It was, um, you know, I worried about her stress level at certain times during the, during the game. Cause I thought she was, she's a little intense. She, 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 was, you know, she was an older lady too. So she had like that little cane. Yeah. She had a cane. She had the, I don't think she had the cane when I look back at it because she needed it to walk. Like, I think she had that thing for like effect. Yep. <laughs> Just shaking something in her hand. You never know when you need that one. Yeah, she might have known. So uh, I I was like, well, man, don't let the fact that she's she's an older little lady, like, fool you. She she was ready to step to you and tell you what was what. So even with with her iron fist, it was still basically a bar brawl for for four quarters, it sounds like, in your section. So, like, (laughs) you imagine if she wasn't there. Yeah. And, and it was a, like, we were in a smaller section too. Okay. Like I can't imagine what it was like in like the cattle cars that were like above us and below us where you had like, you know, dozens of rows of fans that were, you know, 20 seats long where, you know, things could have gotten intense. It was, um, yeah. I, I saw that. some estimates where that it was about 75% Georgia fans probably. Is that, is that, yeah. Okay. It was a very pro Georgia crowd. Um, we were embedded in a in a mostly Georgia section. Probably good that things went the way they went then. You know, it was funny. Tony and I, like, you know, we didn't have, like he said, we didn't have a dog in the fight. Um, but there were there were moments down the stretch with uh, where you kind of wanted to see it go Alabama's way just to see the carnage of what would have happened with some of the Georgia fans and the meltdowns. Yeah happen if, if Bama had scored down the stretch there I might be doing I kind of wondered I, I'm telling you Corey I wondered if that made us kind of sick and twisted because really you <laughs> did like I wanted to see like Bama tie it up and go OT because I really felt some people were just teetering on that edge right like and they just needed that push over the edge and so it was I don't I don't know if I should feel bad about myself for wanting to see that or if that was just the right thing to do you know because we were sitting there like, oh man, we we need we need Bama to answer here. Let's get to OT because Georgia was riding so high. Uh-huh. It just it would have been fun to see where it went. Yeah. So uh, apparently, another some other Purdue fans that were at the game. Um, I heard of one person that when Georgia got that pick six late, uh, they took a beer shower. Yep. From from really. The oh yeah, yeah. Uh, house house got drenched. No. Oh on that pick six. Like, he's like, yep, I am bathing in Bud Light right now. It's, it is all over me. And <laughs> it was just pandemonium. Like they went nuts. That's a long ride home is what that is. 
smelling like stale beer. Smelling yeah. Like, yeah, stale. And it was, yeah, I tell you what, it was not warm outside afterwards either. So that was Ooh. probably a that was probably a, a frozen walk to the car. God. Yeah. No, but all in all, great, great time. And like I said, man, between the people watching and the game was was something that I, I really appreciate the opportunity to go do, you know, only being an hour down the road from us. Yeah, we we uh I discussed with somebody that's um that's a once in a lifetime type of opportunity. You don't often get the national championship game in your backyard and and the opportunity to go watch it and and so on and so forth. So um Shout out to Tim House for for creating the opportunity for us, and um, you know, uh, both you know, tip of the cap to both Georgia and, and Alabama on a yep. on a yep. pretty yep. impressive spectacle because it was a it was a pretty cool game. To, Great to, game to be awesome. at. Well, uh, probably going to be a little bit less craziness in the stands Saturday night, but you never know. I hope not. <laughs> I want that. I want that. Give me that. I don't yes. want beer showers in Holloway Gym. The Can't. Boilermakers take on take on the Spartans. Seven o'clock. Uh, free admission. Free admission. Free admission. Yep. Better, better, better. Check myself before I throw that out there. Free admission. Yeah, right. Get get out there. Seven o'clock start. Uh, if you can't, it'll be on uh, BTN Plus or B1G Plus, whatever we're supposed to call that. Now, it'll be live streaming on on Big Ten Network. Um, we'll uh, we'll bring the action to you there. If you can't make it to to West Lafayette, uh, the only duel this week. Uh, so so yep. you might as well play prime time on Saturday night, right? Yeah, no doubt. We need everybody out, right? We talked about wrestling in great environments and what that is for the guys. And so, yeah, I encourage everybody to come out, watch these guys uh, on a Saturday night. I know they'd appreciate it. Should be good. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week with all the results. Boys, we'll leave it there. Thanks, as always. Until next time, boiler up.